used to feel so high But now I'm low, low, low A feeling I can't hide And it drives me slow But I won't let it take me It's lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat in the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your host, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in toll-free 888-994-4995, Studio A, right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. 
Amp2 Media Productions in collaboration with True Oldies Radio and Comcast TV, bringing you the opportunity to spotlight your business on Monday Night Football on ESPN. By targeting your preferred Comcast region, your commercial will be spotlighted during NFL and NCAA football season, reaching over a million viewers. Let AMP help you amplify your impact in the community. Contact us at 866-224-5422 to create your own commercial today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Bring Cafe. Midday show is happy, happy food day. Hoop day. Ouch. <laughs> You're on a roll today. Okay, yes, I'm on a roll. Did you sleep last night? I did not. That's the... Thank you for asking. <laughs> Thank you for asking. And you're on what, three nice nights in a row of no sleep? Your hair. I was out in the rain today. Really? I know. Really? It was a little humid, a little rainy, and I couldn't fight it anymore. I just, hot day. You're so silly. Hot Wednesday is what it is. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome to our midday show. We have a really exciting show here lined up today. Well, we got a whole bunch of seashells today. I got to tell you, there's going to be a little bit of a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's going to be know. good, though. But I have a question for you. Remember what happened this morning with the coffee filters? Yeah, I, I cooked them and heated them up. So I think my phone must listen to our conversations. Did you know that you can buy a thousand coffee filters at the Dollar Tree, right? A dollar, dollar twenty-five. All the things you can do with a coffee filter. Yes. What do you think you can do with a coffee filter? You can cut them up and put them in as compost. What else? You can coffee filter coffee. What else? You, I don't know. <laughs> so apparently there's all these things that coffee filters can do. I don't know if anyone ever knew this. You can cover your bowls when you're using it in the microwave so you're not putting plastic. Did you know that? Cindy, did you know that? You can clean your windows, mirrors, and chrome. They're lint-free, so they leave no residue. Oh, you know, you can clean a lot of things. I'm not going to tell you what, but you can clean a lot of things if you don't have the TP. If you're moving, you can put it between china to keep it from breaking. No, it's too expensive. For me. This is for Cindy. You can filter a broken cork from wine. So if you don't have a cork and you want, you know, if like the cork goes in and yeah. you have done this with a paper towel before here, actually, I put a paper towel in the cup and then I pour the wine in and then it takes all the sediment out from the cork that fell in. But you can do that with coffee filters. You can recycle frying oil. You can wait. There's so many things. you can, can Recycle frying oil? So you can throw That's it away. That's gross. You can hold tacos. What? Hold tacos. Prevent a popsicle from dripping. Put a few in a plate to absorb the oil from bacon and french fries. This is a good one for you also. Keep in the bathroom. They make a great razor nick fixer. Oh, there you go. Just tear it off and put it on your face. Put baking soda in. I'm going to use this in the bathroom, actually, to absorb and prevent odors because i got to do something in there. Straining to prevent soup. odors. Is an odor catcher rubber? Yeah, instead of a bowl, it, I guess it absorbs it, and then you just like, eh. Where are you going to put it? In the garbage. No, where are you going to put the filter? In a bowl. Although, in I don't know why I can't just put the baking soda in a bowl. They say vinegar works also. Ever use vinegar to get rid of odors? No, but yes. thank you for sure putting it. Use as a spoon rest while you're cooking and uh, cleaning up. You can use it to hold dry ingredients when baking. Used to wrap Christmas tree ornaments for storage. This is good for Tina. These are storage tips, Tina. China and Christmas tree ornaments. Fun facts you never thought you would learn here at the cafe. And you can use them to remove nail polish when you're out of cotton balls. So for more hot topics, check in with the cafe.
This portion of the show is brought to you by the Coffee facts, Filters the things you 101. Need to know. Important things you never knew you needed to know on a hump day. And you can use the coffee filter to filter coffee. Unless you're in our <laughs> studio and they're wet, and then Freddie microwaves them to dry them out. Yes, because you, your people don't My know people. how to use a, a little. Let me tell you why. Because you make us half calf coffee, and by 5 o'clock, we're I'm like. trying to save their life. By five o'clock, we're how's all that coffee, like needing my life this morning. Coffee. How's that coffee? <laughs> That's fantastic. So we've all moved now to the Keurig pod, so we keep <coughs> filling the Keurig, but there's a hole in the back. If you guys go too far, the water comes out, and the coffee filter absorbs all the water. Is what happens. So they watered down all the coffee filters, <laughs> so I had to take them and dry them in the microwave. <laughs> that was this morning. Coffee filters 101. You remember in the old days when you women used to take your pantyhose and put them in the bathroom? Yeah. You know, there was remember a day that? we actually used to wear pantyhose. Yeah, yes. but you remember those right? days? Yes, tights. But you remember when you put them up on the rod and you yes. walk in and they strangle you to death if you were a guy? <laughs> You're like, oh my God, what's going on here? That's what I'm going to do with the coffee filter. I'm going to put them all over the bathroom so you can walk into a whole room full of Oh my filters. gosh, you just made me think of all those weird things we used to do, all these delicates that we would have to hand wash and hang. Yeah. Women need like a whole special bathroom area just to hang delicates. So true. And why right? is it, you can't why take is it up that your regular bathroom. stuff is always hang? Guys don't hang Because it's always delicate. That's a delicate. No. Guys don't even wash their underwear. <laughs> well, thank you. We do. Thank you, Tina. But if we did, if we did, we can't hang it anywhere. You guys hang everything everywhere. Nothing delicate about guys' underwear. Yes, seriously. Absolutely. You guys just don't understand no. the nature of us beasts. We need delicacies. <laughs> yeah, I see that. And that's why we have delicates. Do you that's know that men, when they have delicates that... Do men serve, have delicates? Yes. And the more happy the man is because the delicates wear right, <laughs> the better the guy is. What's the most... I'm afraid to ask. What's the most delicate thing you have to wear? What do you mean? Sorry, I'm a little nervous silk. about the question. You notice I'm like backing off the set. Silk underwear. You wear silk underwear. Oh, silk underwear. Okay. It just like slides right out of bed. And I'm going to tell you something about silk underwear. Mm. You slide off your seat. <laughs> you in your pants. You're like, you, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> you can tell we're so unscripted that I can't believe I actually asked you that. You know, I'm only answer. bringing this up because of who we have in the studio. <laughs> and we're going to be bombarding her with all of these fun facts. Why do you get somebody, when you date them for the first time, you want to give them a gift? Do you give them underwear? Silk underwear. Silk underwear. Silk underwear. Edible underwear? Hmm? That, yeah. Okay. No. I give them a gift card to Best Buy. A gift card to Best Buy. <laughs> right? The practicality. We have to ask the ladies. We've got Cindy and Tina joining us, and they came to us through a good friend, through Jane Garcia Deal, who we've all known for a very long time, mm -hmm. about putting a segment or a show together. And I'm going to let you ladies announce the topic, because no one's going to even believe it. We've got our good friend Eddie Smiles with us, and we've got Linda Goldfisher. And Linda was on our show about a month ago. We were talking about bubbles and blings, and I met Eddie again at the event. It's been a long time, and I saw him. I don't know if you were taking pictures, but it's nice to have everyone back in studio. People had, he's just always being he's happy. Always happy. He but, walks around with a permanent smile, and it's funny because Cindy's in that business. Permanent smile. Yeah, I'm going to have to get that next dental talk. Because next week, i got to go get an implant. It's a good so. My girlfriend says to me, i got to go for an implant. I'm having this whole conversation about an implant. I, and this is on text. I go, wait, I do mean tooth, right? She's like, yeah, you know, Boca, you got to be careful on what you're implanting. Oh, I got a lot of questions for our love expert over here. The love expert? Yeah, because if you date somebody for the first time and she needs an implant and she's missing her teeth, 
Does that like blow the whole scenario or is it just something common? I don't know if it's common, but first date, yeah. you probably want all your teeth. What, are you going to staple your face? <laughs> you're not going to smile? No, you got to be yourself, no? I, I mean, just questions. That. We're going to be just preparing <laughs> Questions her. to ponder. Well, Linda came all the way from Naples because I no. want her to meet Cindy and Tina. So I'm excited hi. that the ladies hi, are hi. here. Nice to meet you. So, Cindy and Tina, welcome to the cafe. We're going to make you. this pretty Thank easy you. on you. Well, I will. He may not. Very easy. <laughs> Thank you. Easy Thank you so on much. you. Tell us a little bit about your story. I don't know who wants to start. Maybe Cindy? I can start. Tina? Okay. start. I can start. So, my name is Tina. I am. Just need you closer to your mic. Oh, closer to the Perfect. mic. Sorry. Thank you. So, I'm Tina. Um, my story is, you know, probably pretty lengthy, uh, but I'll start with why Cindy and I are really here today to talk about things that have, you know, happened to us in the past. Um, I was married uh, for 20 years to my husband, Roy. I have two kids, beautiful children, Joaquin and Isabella. Joaquin's 18, Isabella's 23. Uh, I was married to Roy for 20 years, and nine years ago, at the end of this month, he passed away. Really suddenly, it was not easy at all. I was 43 years old, all of a sudden a single mom with two kids um, and sort of lost, uh, felt very alone. Um, like, you know, you're the only one in this club that n nothing's ever happened to anyone else. I really didn't know anyone um, at that time who had lost their spouse. Um, so I was pretty in a pretty dark place. Um, and uh, um, that's my story is I, you know, I've, how I've rebuilt and come back and um, really able to share with others, and that's what I've spent the last nine years doing, sharing my story and how we I got through and living that. Living life with me and living life with my best friend Cindy. Um, <laughs> and you lived, ladies have been friends for how long? Thirty-one years. For thirty-one years, thirty-one years, we've, we've been, been best friends. Best friends for thirty-one years. Um, and Cindy will share her story so, because yeah. that's what's so unique about and special about us is we didn't we're sign going up through for it together. This. But no? um, seven years ago, I lost my long-term relationship, my partner. So I'm Cindy and um, I was in a long-term relationship with someone after, um, after a divorce and I found my true self happiness and then he passed away suddenly uh, seven years ago. So I think Tina and I looked at each other and we were like, wow, you know, we've been best friends, but it certainly wasn't what, what we saw coming in our future. And so what we've realized is um, we're part of a group that doesn't really um, get talked about a lot. A young, I was 42, and we were both lost. So I just um, had to figure out, luckily I had a guide, my best friend, who carried me through all of what was gonna happen next and everything, but um, it's not about sadness either. We wanna be able to speak to those that are in that young category of widows or loss and um, it's also about living life now and, uh, and, and dating again or buying silk underwear or whatever you're going to do. I don't even know what you're supposed to do. I have no clue. Well, let me ask, when, Tina, when your husband passed, passed away, was he sick or was just all of a sudden? No, so he was at the gym. And it was a normal Monday night. I was watching uh, Bachelor in Paradise eating carrot cake. <laughs> I'm setting that up because it was literally a normal night. My kids were doing homework at home, um, and then I got the dreaded uh, knock at the front door uh, from the police that Roy had been, um, I thought, was in a car accident. Um, and now, of course, um, he had, he was at the gym working out, and he was on his way home, and he had a brain aneurysm while he was driving, so a brain bleed. 
um, he pulled over. He was able to pull over the car, thank goodness, um, rushed to the hospital, and he was on life support for one week. Um, he was on life support. Toughest week of my life. Um, again, you know, nothing that I ever expected to happen or really understanding how to navigate a loss like that. And, um, you know, I still can think back to every moment of that time, even now when I hear others that have lost um, spouses and children and loves and things like that. Takes it takes back. me back to that exact moment. Back. I know exactly how they feel at the funeral, at the wake. I know how they feel um, when they're home and everyone's gone and what that feels like when you leave the hospital and when you're with your children and trying to deal with their grief at the same time dealing with yours, Mm -hmm. um, dealing with extended Mm -hmm. family and all those things that sort of play into it. And there's no guidebook. Um, You know, I always tell this story that in those moments I felt so alone. And a few months after Roy had died, I was at a Walgreens. And I always share this because this is sort of the feeling you get in those moments. I'm at a Walgreens and there's a woman in front of me in line and the cashier is asking her how she's doing. And, um, she was telling her that she had lost her husband the year before. And, you know, she was, you know, just describing it and everything. And I remember she walked out and I dropped everything and I ran out to her in the parking lot. Um, because in that moment I didn't know anyone and she was the one for me to talk to. She was in, she was probably in, I would say she was in her late fifties. Um, and her husband, um, actually committed suicide. Um, so she was telling me that story and really all I wanted to ask her was what are the holidays like? What is that first year look like? How do you get through birthdays and Christmas and Thanksgiving? Um, you know, I just had to know. Um, in those moments what that I just had to know what was coming and what that felt like Um, and that's how alone I felt is that I literally chased a woman outside of a Walgreens just to get that uh, perspective and then when that happened to Cindy you know I was able to share that with her and through all of these years we've shared a lot we've met many many people that have gone through this and helped so many that have the same questions as we did you know what does that feel like Um, you know even guilt and moving on uh, moving on in or dating and friendships. Again, or just having a fun time with friends. Well, Cindy, yeah. Tina, you find out from so Tina true. because you're, you were with your significant other at the time. Correct. You've been friends since essentially high school for right, a long right time. At the end of high school. Right, right after yeah. high school. Yeah. You rush over and here you are in the support of nature. Yeah. yeah. Probably with no even capacity to know what to do no. at this age in your early no 40s. Clue. It makes no, no sense. No clue. No, because. I think everyone thinks of the stigma of a widow to be old. And I always find you're blessed if you are because you had all those years. I felt like, you know, after a a marriage that ended, a bad marriage that ended, I felt like I was finally happy and I was, you know, into it. And then it's, it, it was gone. So, you know, I always give my heart out to those that are elderly and have lost um, their significant other, but I'm I'm envious of um, the 20 years with that person, the 30 50 years, years, the 40 years. Then you get the to celebrate years. the 50 I'm anniversary of it. We won't and, get that. Um, so I appreciate the time that I had, but I didn't see it coming either. So what um, was it like for you when you got that call from Cindy? So she never when, left me. I mean, so, so yeah, yeah. So I got the call from Cindy because Cindy never left me when yeah. I had to tell my children, um, you know, when I finally accepted because that week in the hospital with Roy, I was not accepting it. Even many, many doctors had told me I could not believe it. I wouldn't right. accept it at all. Even when his mom 
um, and his dad were ready to let him go, I was like, I can't. I've got to make sure that I've done everything humanly every possible to every... make sure, you name it, I had it. Yeah. Um, and Cindy was there with me when I had to tell yeah. my children that their dad was not going um, to come home. You know, that this was our reality now. So she was there with me. And then when she called me about um, about TJ, her fiance, um, I was there with her. I slept on a couch and a chair in the next room. I yeah. was quiet um, and I was there for her every step of the way. And um, and I think that, you know, I just want to go back a little bit. Like when Roy passed away, I remember Googling and there was nothing, you know, everything was about grief and loss and sorrow. And there was nothing about the way forward. And what do you do? And um, and I think that's what her and I've really spent a lot of time doing is spreading that message. Because in those moments, you're just so alone and you're ready to give up. Um, and you just feel like life's over, like it's done. There's nothing left for you. Um, and there absolutely is. That's, you know, what's um, the transformation that happens to yeah. you. Even um, if it's not. Even if it's slow, if it's, even if it's not right even away. it's just with a friend. Yeah. There is something better. Cindy, um, give us a little bit of your story. What happened to TJ? Well, TJ, um, you know, his was uh, uh, an autoimmune disease that really took a toll on him. And... Um, it was kind of um, thinking back. We had a two-year warning, but I was dealing with um, a strong-headed person. Cindy, hold your mic up. A strong-headed, strong-willed person that you know we didn't really see it coming, and um, the autoimmune disease just took its toll on on his organs. So we found ourselves all of a sudden in the hospital, like out of nowhere, where organs were shutting down. They had just um, worked as hard as they could, and I didn't, I didn't see it coming. There was no surgery that could help him, and it was a matter of three days, and that was it. So because we weren't married, um, you know, they were asking, who's your decision maker? And, of course, it was going to be his family, his sister, his, his parents. Um, so it was hard, but they were so supportive and making sure I was considered in – everything they were really wonderful about it at the time to make sure that my decision was being made and speaking with him um it just happened so suddenly but my saving grace was knowing that she was on the other side of the wall i knew tina was right there so i i never left the bedside in hospice i just stayed and until his last breath I stayed, and when I walked out, it was pretty much, you know, my mom had come down. My mom was here. Um, but really, when I walked out of that room for the first time, it was to be in Tina's arms. That's because she was, at the time, I think she was the only one who could see me and know what I was feeling. And, um, and I remember just looking at her, and I'm like, you know, when we met when we were 18, yeah, this this was not part of what we ever saw coming. So I was grateful. I was thankful. Um, the children, her children, were good and wonderful to me because I went home alone. I went to an empty house. I didn't have. I had a Chihuahua, um, and it was very different. At first, Tina didn't leave. She didn't leave me. She stayed. Um, but, you know, she had children to go home to because she was so worried because she knew exactly. And as time went on, I'm like, there's got to be a way to speak to other 
young people, whether there's 20-something-year-olds, there's 40, 50, 60, males, even females, males, females right. that are experiencing this at our age. And um, so that's, you know, we're just here to share a message. And, and you know, we want to talk about it and we want to laugh and we want to mm -hmm. enjoy because there's been a lot of laughter in here, too. <laughs> you do laugh again. And you, you make do a laugh lot of, again. And so you whether a lot. We even said maybe we're just meant to be our soulmates, you know, and live, go through life we together were, as best friends. You know, well, I love to that the title of your new segment or show, What's Next? Yeah, we don't know what's next. We don't know what's next after today. Right. I mean, we have no idea, but we're just navigating through life. Um, just getting through the world and... And dating again. I am. <laughs> I want to put that out there. So complicated, Linda. That's where you come in. I want to put that out so there. So complicated. Well, but it is. I think that I think. Um, you and know, it's okay. The other thing that you know, I tend. I know I got this a lot. Was you know there was a lot of opinions about how uh, long there you was wait. a lot of opinions about how long you wait. Yeah. Um, your children need a father. Um, you know, when are you going to get remarried? Are you going to have another child? And all these things that you're overwhelmed with. Um, to begin with I, and don't you think the biggest question is like how, when's the right time to date how long do you wait how long do you wait yeah there was a lot of guilt in that because I'll uh, you know I'll say yeah. something funny I know my husband Roy would have moved on within 30 days pretty quick <laughs> well, we he talked would... about that you think men will move on faster I do. than women well I think because I think that you know women feel things I think that even for me the first couple of years there was a lot of introspective you really look in you know I have a I've I don't I, I don't want to call them regrets, but I I wish um, when I look back now you I could wish have done some things different. I wish I would have done Absolutely. some things different, and I wish I would have slowed down and enjoyed um, the life that I had with him. Because yeah. I know now, if he was with me now, he would have really liked the person that I've become. He would have really had a lot of fun um, with this mm -hmm. person that I've evolved in. And I think that um, I say this, and in the beginning I felt guilty about saying this, but I had to lose him in order to find myself. And I think there was a lot of growth in myself going through that. There's a lot of reflection that happens when you lose someone. Um, and I think that's the part that nobody really talks about. Yeah, I agree. Only because I saw you before him. Yeah, it's like two different people. During I feel. him and after him. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, yeah. I got a question. Yeah. Because you went through what you went through. Uh, and obviously, it changes who you are. Your Absolutely. You know. I used yeah. to say the green is greener and red is redder because all of a sudden things become more Absolutely. Adamant. There's a before um, and after. But but does it change your perspective towards someone you, you're going to date? In other words, you meet somebody, and, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Just don't throw your shoes <laughs> at me. You meet somebody, and he's interested in you. And, of course, for you to be interested in other people, there's a different truth factor. Sure. Yeah. You, know, you can't just say, oh, I find you, I like you. You can't do that because yeah. you don't know what you're going to feel until you feel through it. But right. yeah. are you willing to open up that Pandora's box after what you went through today? Um, I think we talk about well, this a lot. We talk about this a lot. For me, I don't have children at home. I mean, I have an adult daughter from my marriage. Uh, so it's a different situation for me. I'm willing to, maybe it's perhaps because I am home alone. I'm alone. Tina has the kids at home. Um, so for me, it's a little different, but I'm cautious. I'm cautious because, you know, there's only one thing that's for certain in life and it's death. I, I'm scared to feel and that taxes. again. And taxes. 
taxes, taxes too. Yeah. Death and taxes. I know. Sorry, I'm sorry. That, sorry. But are you afraid? <laughs> but hold on. But are you are you afraid of someone else dying on you? Yes. Or are you afraid? Yep. I don't of want to. Alone I know I'm going to feel that again. My only hope is if I partner up, I die first. I mean, I hate to say that, but that's how I feel. I don't want to feel that again. But you were it alone. It was a tremendous loss. But you were alone before you met the gentleman. Um, I I was, but I didn't have that loss, that part of my heart that is broken and missing. It's a loss. So I know I'm going to feel it again, and it scares me. Whether it's a, you know, it could be a car accident. I hate talking about it, but it's, it's reality. It could be a car accident. It could be natural causes. It could be whatever. I'm afraid to feel that again. Sure. Yeah. Life's short. I'm scared. Yeah, and it makes you so vulnerable, and here I'm crying. I am too. But, um, but I want the companionship. I want to have fun. It doesn't stop me, though, Freddie. <laughs> it's it not going to stop me. That's it just doesn't so you know, stop. it's she not going to stop me. Good. You're going to fight through that because I, I, I am going to fight through because everyone deserves it, even me. Yeah. And but I love Tina's Everyone. message, though, also that you had to not that you had to lose someone to find you, but I think the message yeah. of we shouldn't have to hit rock bottom or lose someone right. to find out who we are. Right. So there's the other side of this coin that your message not only resonates with people who have lost soulmates and spouses and no. partners, but you shouldn't have to go through that loss to find you. I think that's so a the message of slowing down and actually embracing who you are as a woman or a man. Yeah. It's a powerful message. Yeah. Well, and I think Freddie even hit the nail on the head when he said that um, you know that you're not the same person because you can't be when you go through something like that, no. the life that you imagined. And I think that's part of the, the grieving, too, is that I imagined growing old with Roy. We used to talk about it all the time. I'm like, gosh, I hope you, you know, I die before you do. I couldn't yeah. even imagine, you know, so we had these conversations about um. something like that. And never in a million in my wildest dreams um, did I think that was going to happen to me. And I think the other thing that really surprised me was how you're just wanting to feel anything. And that's why I think after a loss, a lot of people could, you know, go down a, a different path, you know, maybe utilize um, yeah. drugs. And I know I was on, a, on some yeah. tough stuff during that time because I just couldn't function. Um, and I'm not that type of person to begin with, but it was it was very, very hard. Um, and I think that's, that's been the hardest part. We had a prescription part. for that. Well, we had prescriptions. I'm going to tell you what the hardest thing is, that the two of you are so likable. You know, the two of you, we could go hang out anywhere. Yeah. And I don't mean romantically or anything. I'm just saying <laughs> just hang out because the two of them are very approachable. Um, they know what pain is. Yeah. And they're learning now to trust feeling good about everything. And, and I want to bring in uh, the cowboy lady over here. Do you want to go to break first? If you want. I got a memo, it's Wednesday hat day. Wednesday hat day. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. Let everyone in group, when we come back, we're going to talk to Linda Goldfisher, who came all the way in from Naples to meet Cindy and Tina with Prestige Singles. So it's a whole nother look at dating again and getting back out there without always having to swipe one way or another. So in a more you know, we got to talk about that way. swipe thing. You want to swipe? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, we'll talk, you can do that with we're coffee filter, too. Well. Oh, you know about the swipes? Have, no, I don't, but Cindy sure does. All right, we're going to commercial break. Give us a call. 888. <laughs> we have a whole other conversation on that. That's a whole other show. 888-994-4995, <laughs> Studio A. More to come, and we'll be right back. <laughs> 
Amp2 Media Productions, in collaboration with True Oldies Radio and Comcast TV, bring you the opportunity to spotlight your business on Monday Night Football on ESPN. By targeting your preferred Comcast region, your commercial will be spotlighted during NFL and NCAA football season, reaching over a million viewers. Let AMP help you amplify your impact in the community. Contact us at 866-224-5422 to create your own commercial today. If you're tired of only working for your money and are ready to get your money working for you, then check this out. This is the Transact Card, the first of its kind Visa bank card where you double your dollars on every transaction. Transact Card provides you with a system for your money finally works for you. The days of underwhelming 1% to 2% cashback are over. Are you ready to welcome in dollar-for-dollar rewards, doubling your buying power and creating financial momentum? Look, if you've been trying to save your way to wealth and that isn't working out the way you hope, maybe it's time to try spending your way to wealth instead. Learn more at gman.mytzt.com. That is gman.mytzt.com. Do you have an idea for a show or a podcast? Do you want the opportunity to be on TV? Amp Media Productions is partnered with True Oldies Real Radio Station and powered by many online platforms such as Roku, Facebook, YouTube, and even Amazon Fire to help amplify your impact. Do you want your voice to reach a wide audience? Call us today at 866-224-5422. There is no way to ignore it. You hear it on the news, online, from your friends and family. What happened to my money? Whether it got hit by falling stocks and bonds, with the coronavirus, shrunk by a floundering 401k with low interest rates, and is riding the extreme ups and downs of the stock market with political elections. Many Americans are worried about their money and how they're going to retire. Help protect your financial future now and call J.D. Melberg for your complimentary book from a leading financial firm that shows you ways not to run out of money whether the market goes up or down. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms that can protect your money for a lifetime. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report summarizing the rates and benefits of annuities from hundreds of top-rated insurers, helping you to find ways to get up to 33% more income in retirement. That's right. Two books both absolutely free for calling J.D. Melberg. Help protect your financial future. Call 877-643-3015. Le Sorel Restaurant, home of the authentic Italian tradition, offers a large menu that consists of seafood, steak, homemade pasta, brick oven pizza, and homemade desserts including a wide wine selection. We also have the best bar in Boca Raton with delicious cocktails, homemade limoncello, cappuccino, Italian espresso, brandy, and other specialties, open every day with a lunch and dinner menu. For more information or to make a reservation, contact lesorellerestaurant.com or call 561-235-5301. South Florida's Good Time Oldies. and Delray Beach have their own oldie station. Catch us on 95.3 FM. It's the greatest rock and roll hits of the 60s and 70s. On 
on South Florida's Good Time Oldies, 95.3 FM. Amp Media Productions is excited to announce our expansion into North Miami. With our experienced team of radio and TV professionals, we are dedicated to bringing North Miami the highest quality audio and visual production services. Whether you need radio or television commercials, podcasts, music videos, or audio and visual storytelling, we can provide the solutions to help you reach your goals. Our team is reliable, innovative, and creative, and we're ready to help you develop the perfect product. With our competitive rates and personalized service, you can trust that your project is in the best hands. Contact us today to get started on your project. 866-224-5422. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. Star. 
And we're back. And we're back. I have to thank you, ladies, Cindy and Tina, for sharing your story. Because I know the premise of you all coming is what's, what's next. And it's about sharing hope and resources and dating and what it's like for families and to go forward. But to go forward, I wanted our viewers and listeners to know what it was, what it, you went through, not to make you cry, certainly, but for everyone to know that it's not all rainbows and unicorns, where you sit now at seven and nine years later. This is a journey and you've gone through this journey and now you're here to help others. Okay, and that's just absolutely. about how you can go through this and give back. Sometimes, what do we always say? We plan and God laughs, right? Mm -hmm. But God mm -hmm. brought you two together for a reason 31 years ago. Yeah, you're right. And Tina found herself, and you guys are going to be a great source of resource for so many men and women. Mm -hmm. So we're going to lighten this up a little bit, because I can't keep having you cry. That's no. another show we do on Fridays. Thank you. I wanted to bring Linda in, Linda Goldfisher, who is a singles matchmaking with Prestige Matchmaking. She came all the way in from Naples for this event, for this show today. Thank you. Purely to meet you two because we were talking about when to come in. I'm like, you're gonna come in for Naples? She's like, yeah, yeah. I said, well, Wednesday's perfect because Eddie's coming. You met Eddie last week yeah. at the event and talk about I dating. What it's like to get back in dating. It's swiping right. And I've never done this, but I know my kids do. They swipe <laughs> right, either. they swipe yeah, left. Yeah, she's never done it, but everybody seems to know about it. What is the swipe right? What is the swipe left? What is that? Weren't you on one of those sites like Plenty of Fish you told me years and years <laughs> Plenty ago? Plenty of Fish was not a swipe right. A swipe what right. was that? It was a stupid site. It was open to the public. So how did you meet people on that site? They say hello, and they go hello. So and it was through texting? <laughs> it was like a giant box, and you talk. I've been married forever. I don't know. It was forever, box. forever. Plenty of Fish was a very dangerous site. That's what you it told me. <laughs> yes, was. I was going to write a book. See, nobody believes me, because the moment you say you're on a site. Yeah, right. You're writing a book. Uh-huh. I was going to write a book <laughs> about online dating after I got divorced which was tremendous. It was a tremendous experience. Every person, one flew over the cuckoo's nest to a couple of french fries short of a Happy Meal. But think how long insane. ago that was and how much crazier it is now. Oh, it's completely yeah. insane. So I gotta bring Linda in because it's not easy at any age to date. Certainly not after, you didn't voluntarily leave your spouse or he left no. you. This was something that was an unforeseen circumstance. Linda, you and your matchmaking, you work with widows and widowers? I have worked with widows, excuse me, widowers over the years. Nothing quite this unique where you are blessed to have that long-term friendship. I mean, we both experienced the same thing. But, um, excuse me. It's that Freddy coffee. <laughs> Still do. Still do. Yeah, Let me make sure your mic is on. Do you have a oh. green light on there? I don't know. Before. Okay. Now I do. Now she does. Okay, we're going to start over. Oh. <laughs> oh, geez. I don't know what I said. <laughs> I see them running around looking for a mic. It was so good, too. <laughs> see if it's working now. All right, let's test it again. Testing, one, two, three, <laughs> testing. <laughs> take now we're two. Good. All right, take two. Take two. Take two. I'm glad it's our grace running around, or at the end of the show, I'd be like, what? Your mic's no, always, is always on. No, yours is always on. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
But the unique, the uniqueness about all of this is that you run across people that are that have a different perspective of what they're going through. Sometimes there's a breakup, sometimes whatever. So every individual is different. So yeah. matching people, like in this case, there are two different human beings, two different personalities. Um, and to make your job even more difficult is that they're actually fun people. So they're going to that say... That makes it easy, actually. When yeah, they're positive, they have that healing is behind them. But their bar is very high. That's okay. I, don't want, I wouldn't want anyone to settle, <laughs> um, whether you're divorced or widowed. Um, well, you what know, you talked about before we turned your mic on was about being through the grief. I just want to backtrack before we go forward. Being through the grieving process before we really get into this matchmaking. Right. And it's interesting because Freddie's... Eddie's going through some health issues and he says prior to meeting anyone you want to be up front and say this is where I'm at in my life and go in truly open and transparent part of going through all of this as far as when you start I've, dating I've lost my husband I've lost my wife and this I don't think there's I'm any particular time frame for your grief um, you know there are five stages of grief as I mentioned um, but every situation is different where in Tina's situation it was more sudden um, Cindy was over a couple of years still both difficult I can't imagine anything more difficult than losing a spouse or significant other other than maybe a child and so for everyone it's different and being younger is even more challenging because like they said before you do expect to be a widow or widower at an older age and someone had health issues and you know um, but remembering that you know you you still do deserve love and once you've gone through that process oh and what i was getting to is is everyone's grief is different in timing i've had clients that they were the caregiver for a long period of time while the person was ill like mm -hmm. even a decade so they might be ready the next day um because it, it changed the dynamics of the relationship when you become a caregiver versus someone's significant other um, so, you know, don't feel guilty about the timing and, and about, you know, letting your walls down to fall in love again, because I know it can be, like you said, scary and um, you're not sure what you're going to get into. And then Tina had mentioned um, finding yourself and learning, you know, who you are again, because I think when you get married sometimes at a young age, you you fall into what your spouse likes to do a little more than what you kind of like to do sometimes. And then that's okay because you find things that you both enjoy doing together. So I always like to say, remember what you liked when you were like 10 years old. Um, was it fishing? Was it outdoors? Was it, you know, um, fashion? Uh, so those are the things that you'll probably like again. And it's okay to have your own interests and dreams and follow your dreams still. And All right, know so what'd you like when you were 10 years old, Tina? Oh, that's a tough time. That's a tough <laughs> question for her. That's a tough question. Yes, Tina, tell us when you were 10. <laughs> Oh, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> Where were you living knows. when you were 10? Well, first Cindy, were you there? No, but I know. Oh, you know. Oh, oh I know. Well, tell us. Share. Where were you living? Share. When you were 10. Well, I was born in Georgetown, Guyana. So I'm Guyanese. Oh, wow. Um, that's awesome. Very yeah. unique. Yeah. My parents came um, to the States. Um, and then my sister, Amanda, and I have a younger sister, Amanda. Um, who came with them did not have um, you know nothing I want to get onto on the show of my childhood and kind of led me to who I am today um, but I think that it also was part of my journey was you know understanding um, kind of what I went through um, during my childhood growing up and um, losing Roy and sort of brought me to who I am today so it's been a lot of self-reflection 
um, mm -hmm. with all of that. And I think in those moments, I think for me, what I've tried to find over the last nine years is happiness um, and that I deserve that. Um, because I think that, you know, what I went through as, when I went through as a child and what I went through losing Roy, um, I think that didn't help either. Well, um, for me at that point, because I felt like, okay, let me have one good thing. <laughs> let me have something, um, that's really for me and makes me happy. And, um, to not have either one of those, um, has been nine years of me trying to find that. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm not there. I'm not there. Definitely every day is, um, reflection and trying to figure out, you know, what's next and where do I go from here? But I know I deserve it. I know I deserve to be happy and, um, and to live the life that I want for sure. Well, you skirted around all that answer. It's hard to, you know, it's hard, it's hard to talk about. Yeah. It's hard to talk about your childhood. Let's just say this. I'm very private about it, yeah. but, um, let's just say this. Your mom, your mom was a beauty queen. Yeah. Miss Guyana. Yeah, she was Miss so Guyana. Tina had a tough, she was a, wow. Tom, a tough mom. So there was a lot of, um, and I think that. And I'll just keep it at that. Yeah, That's I think it. when you come from a third, you know, I was born in a third world country, obviously. Um, Guyana, uh, a lot of, I think a lot of people should know where it is, but it's where um, the Jonestown massacre happened with. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Jones, the Jim Jones wow, and the Kool-Aid. So when you hear the That's saying, crazy. don't drink the Kool-Aid, um, that yeah. obviously came from Jonestown, Guyana. Um, so that didn't lead to my childhood. But I think that there was, you know, my mom was a beauty queen. Um, I yeah. think that, you know, when I reflect and look back on on her and her uh, expectations, her expectations and the mothering style, um, you know, I, I think Barbara I can constantly say she probably shouldn't have been a mom um, because we'll I don't leave think she that. had the tools <laughs> Um, I don't think she had the tools to raise uh, women, girls. Well, Linda, when you're doing matchmaking, how mm -hmm. in-depth of the process do you go in getting everyone's stories and backgrounds so when you're matching them? That's what I was going to ask. I take a lot of that into consideration because I have clients not just in Florida but nationally and internationally. So your cultural, you know, the way you were raised, those kinds of things, you know, it's all your key life values, um, whether it's faith, whether it's lifestyle, um, you know, morals, values, all those things come into play um, when it comes to being compatible with someone else. Um, so, I, you know, I just want to encourage you again, Tina, to not be too hard on yourself. Thank you. Um, you know, mm -hmm. you like, give myself a break. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Um, and yeah. part of that is I know I've been, you know, I've, I can't even compare a divorce, obviously, but, you know, I've been divorced and you, you are angry. You're angry at the world. You're angry at God, you know, and in your case, I can see that. And I recently lost a very good friend, which, again, I don't want to compare it to the death of a spouse or significant other. But it made me kind of reflect for the first time that was the closest person to me that's ever died besides a grandparent. That's different, you know. Um, that I want to be a better person and, and we're all works in progress. We're never, we're not there, but thank goodness, you know, we may not be where we want to be, but at least we're not where we used to be. And it makes me want to be more forgiving, more loving, easier, even if it's to ourselves, more forgiving to ourselves, and, and more loving, you know, and allowing our walls down so that we can love again right. and take that risk. It is a risk, obviously, but. Well, well love has a formula then is what I'm hearing. You, you got to have a formula to fall in love. Do there's tell. a lot of mixtures in here that goes on. And these mixtures, like my father, may he rest in peace, always said to me, it's like a record player and you got to turn the volume up, got to bring the bass down. Everything changes day to day to day. Yeah. So oh, yeah. yesterday is not who I am today and it's definitely not going to be who I am tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But what I like about, now what is the name of your business? It's Prestige Matchmaking Pros. Okay, and how do people find 
Prestige? Um, I have a website, uh, so you can go to either PrestigeSinglesMeet.com or Prestige Matchmaking Pros. I also have the vanity number that Don mentioned, so it's 1-800-ROMANTIC. It rings right to my cell phone. Um, it's a nice so. number, right? <laughs> it's a great like number. It. 1-800-ROMANTIC, you guys. Let's put that on her lower thirds. Uh, and the interesting aspect is that um, you never find it to be a challenge that everybody has a partner waiting for them? I never try to prejudge a client like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so challenging to match this personality or this type. Because every time I do that, I will sign up the quirkiest person and, <laughs> and they works. get snagged up and engaged right away. So I just, true. there's a lid for every pot. And um, it sure sometimes is. it's timing because we're all in different stages of our dating. Some people are just getting out there for the first time. It sounds like you ladies have tried. Most of my clients have tried the whole online swipe left, swipe <laughs> yes. right, hinge, bumble. Um, they've all tried it. And it can be, like you said, a shit show. Oops, can I say that online? You said. Um, <laughs> but it can be. A little too late. And so that's why I work, this is personal matchmaking, and I work very closely with my clients. Um, I hear their stories, and I want to know who you're compatible with. I have indicators and, and different things that help guide me to know who the right match might be. And, and I don't get it right the first time, obviously. But, you know, you're meeting new people. You're getting out there. You're making new friends. Mm -hmm. um, you're experiencing dating again. And... And so the widowers maybe hadn't dated for a number of years and they're getting out there for the first time. And I try to make it fun. Do they Bring the joy you, back to dating. Do they tell you everything or you sort of read between they, the lines? They, they tell me everything. Everything. I mean, yeah, prostate <laughs> problems. Someone left them, their husband Sometimes left them for another guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I hear it all. You hear it all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I think it changes what you ladies looked for when you were young and got married. It's different than what you're looking for now. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. you're probably not going to have any more kids, or maybe you are, no. I don't know. So what you looked for for a father, whether it be religion, financial, is different than you're going to look for in the next stage of life. Absolutely. It, Absolutely. it changes. It's, yeah, you're at a different place. Um, you know, for me, I, I would look for someone who doesn't have young children because I want to be on the go or, you know, whatever. And so that was a big thing, and that's probably what people request with you you know, what they're looking for, or, you know, if they have young children, maybe they want somebody that understands that has young children. Right. Yeah. Certain deal breakers when you get yeah. to a certain, it's not like we're dating in our 20s anymore, right. where you're yeah. meeting someone at a bar at the, you know, college dorms. It's, no. it's a little bit different. And, what you are know, some of the deal breakers, Linda? Deal breakers? Well, okay, it's different for everybody. Some of the most popular deal breakers, um, Smoking. I feel like I want a list. That's deal a popular breakers. one. Relationship deal breakers. Being Smoking. A, being a savior. That's like, why like I qualify and screen everyone. I don't, I mean, you know, I do background <laughs> checks. <laughs> I do criminal background <laughs> checks. Take notes. Take, Take notes. notes. Take notes. You don't want to be a savior. Because a lot of people would think but some that people want to be saved. saved. No, no, no. Ladies some people want do want to be saved. They want to rescue. Then you have the rescue daters. Yeah. They want to feel safe yeah. doesn't mean to save you. The rescue no. daters. Yeah. Let no. me save you. Yeah, put my you jacket know, out. Go to church. Find a priest. Look for a rabbi. <laughs> or the guy will have a pattern. Typically, it's a man. It can be a woman where they've dated someone who's maybe not as healthy you know they have issues they're not financially stable or something and so they're always rescuing the next person um and that usually ends it ends because you want to be half you know we're all a little cuckoo right but we want to yeah. be halfway healthy before you enter into another into a relationship and bring yeah. someone else that's in a question she wants yeah. to know, do you look at finance i mean do is that a oh thing? absolutely you're finances? allowed to ask for what you have to offer um, how do you ask that? What do you have to yeah, offer? How much do you work? 
Typically, the guys. Who my, see a I, mean, I have a lot of professionals, retired professionals, um, high net worth clients, but typically the guys don't care. The, you know that you have to be equal or anything like that. Guys you know? care. Let me tell you, a guy care. <laughs> guy ain't gonna tell you the truth. If, if a woman is making money, he gets very intimidated. All of a sudden, he turns into Dr. when Jekyll she makes behind. more than him. Yeah, yeah you think so? a lot you of times they don't like that. Oh, really? And you know, in Florida, I was gonna ask her this. In Florida, guys in this in this state. Unlike New York in this state, very easily intimidated by a woman's strength, by a woman's financial records, by a woman that tells you, listen, buddy, this is the way I'm going to do something. And guys begin to shy away. Really? And they move back. In Florida, pff, I'm going to tell you, good luck with that. There Just can saying. be some insecurities if a woman is extremely type A personality. Um, and, and it's okay. Usually that's the ones they're attracted to is the problem. Once you can't get yeah, but then the thing is, I always try to explain to the woman to bring your feminine side to the date, though, you know, don't leave the working girl at home, because they see that every day in the office, so you want to bring your feminine side, your maybe more nurturing, softer side, and again, it goes back to maybe letting your walls down a little bit and being vulnerable. Yeah. Cindy and I always say that um, we don't need a man. We want a man, but we don't need them. We and do. I think that when you, um, when you go in with that thought process, you sort of can pick. You know, you have your choice of what that looks like. If you want someone, um, you know, that's your choice. If you need someone, then there's obviously other factors that go into that. Um, and then you're, you're, you're sort of don't have control over what... Do you think what that's intimidating? Because you bring, we you bring say, in this energy. Well, now energy. we've said it to everybody. No, we've said it to everyone. But I think there's power in that. I think there's power in knowing, um, especially we've been in relationships, so we know yeah. now we can choose to have... Um, to want someone, we don't need someone. We do very well. We take care of ourselves. Um, obviously, we got don't, a great resources of we, friends. We have amazing friends, amazing families, mm -hmm. amazing jobs um, that support us. So we we could technically we can cherry pick. Cherry, yeah, absolutely. Well, let me ask you a question: the word control, delicate word. Control? Probably not a great word to use. But it, um, but it does exist. But it does exist. And I think that, you know, for me, why I use that word is the fact that, you know, we are, we are in a great place that we can, that we can choose what's good for us. Mm -hmm. Not because we need to have that, because we want to have it. You know, whether that's we choose someone who, you know, do, you know isn't as financially um, stable as us or needs... Um, assistance with that from us to help them build that up or someone that is that you know can give give us what we want and what we're looking for um, but we're also able to do that for ourselves and I think that's really important for us Lynn do you think men need are more are needier they need more nurturing than women in the, where we are right now Jackie's shaking his head yes what's a nurturing <laughs> what is it it used to be we the connotation was women needed to be taken care of right we stayed home we raised the kids but we needed that financial nurturing, we're, oh, we'll take care of you from husbands to women. And I'm, what I'm realizing, I'm gonna ask, do you think men are now needier than the perceived women were? That we actually hit our strengths. We didn't step into who we were, probably because of the media and what society was. He says, yes, men are needier. What do you think? I don't know if it's they're needier. It's, I think women have evolved to becoming more independent and a lot of different ways and so it can make it more challenging for both parties mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I feel like we've tended to 
I'm going to go ahead and say it, demasculate men a little bit. You know, we need to kind of go back to, I'm an old-fashioned traditional matchmaker. I, I like it when the man's the man, and I, I want him to be chivalrous and a gentleman. And But we, as women then, as strong, you know, independent businesswomen, we have to be willing to then, you know, kind of not show yes. that that strong side, so true. Uh, you know, balance. in the beginning, yeah. especially when you're courting so and, you know, and I want, you know, I hope men can step up and not be intimidated, but, it, you know, I can see why they would be a little bit. Nikki, so is he balance. chivalrous? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> no, I you're not. That. He is. Well, I think society, the way things are nowadays, has changed, you know. A mm -hmm. guy has to be consistent. It's not about being nice to somebody today and then tomorrow you go back to being Mr. I think a. everyone has to be consistent within but the relationship. But you have to be consistent one way or the other. Either yeah. who you are is going to come but out. But women too. Women too. We can't be yes. crazy one day and then like, oh, honey, I love you the next. I love you we next. Be, all right. right. We have to be some sort of, or you're going to think we're, you know. Or you just got to have a smooth transition. You know, it's funny <laughs> because I always, I always relate a, 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 a relationship to a business agreement. Because there's, there's you've it's always money. said it's, that there's, it's money. There's this is all about that money. aspect to it. It's kind meant. of the negotiating a little bit of you know. You know it, it's how really nice when you live in the penthouse and when you have to move to the basement. <laughs> all sorts of stuff begins to fall off the bus. Right. True. Yeah. True. It's true. Yeah. You know, when you have that outside pressure, you have to have three, four jobs to buy a burger, and somebody is sitting home. It's, you know, you gotta have to be a little smart upstairs to get this thing worked out. Mm -hmm. Sure. So. You have to change every day. But can you imagine telling your kids, 24, 28, 30, it's a business deal. Look at it from the financials versus you marry for love. I you say marry. that here. I wouldn't say that to them. But I say it here. But you could say <laughs> it. But they might hear you. They might be hearing you. But divorce or losing a spouse, maybe it is more of a business relationship because you're looking at financials. Or, it, or you're not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. One of the things I wanted to agree with was the traditional values. I think um, in the late 90s, in the 90s, I was learning to be independent while I was married, and I became this very independent. Maybe I did demasculate my husband some. And, um, you know, I found in my second long-term relationship how to balance that like I could be strong because I had a supporter but I knew when to tone it down it was a fine balance on my behalf and you know what it felt really good to be the woman and and he was taking care of certain things yeah. and um, now that I've been alone for a few years I have to really learn how to tone it down don't right don't you think like yep. because now I'm my sole caretaker period yep. that I find myself to be challenging Mm -hmm. And I've got to step down a little bit. And it's okay to be strong, independent, and, and everything else. And not need a man, but want one. Yep. But it's a fine balance. And um, I, too, like those traditional ways. Let me tone it down. It's, it's hard. I find myself, like, mm -hmm. I have to really stop and slow down my tone. My tone and just speaking or so how I want to do things. Like, you know what? If you don't put a shelf up. I've got the power drills. I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> I love it. So true. I mean, my dad taught me how to change tire. I mean, I could change an oil in a car. But you know what? I Listen, don't my do car those needs things. An oil <laughs> I don't come cheap. I got you. I don't come cheap. Yeah. But you know what? I have to learn that balance. 
Yeah. And I like those traditional ways. Or I, you have to ask somebody to turn up their bell. But Linda yes. also offers a coaching. So well, that's what do. I was just going to ask. That's you part of it. Uh, yeah, do you coach that part? That That's where I was going with that. Because I realized it because someone called me out on it. And I th I'm I I'm, obviously coaching. I'm biased, but I feel like my clients, because they're accountable, they're accountable to the system that I provide them, not just me. They're accountable. I'm getting feedback on mm -hmm. the dates from the women that go out with the men, let's say. And so I feel like it's, they're less likely to play games. I'm not saying you can't meet someone through Tinder Bumble, or I don't want to plug them, but, or, you know, <laughs> through other social friends and things. But you, you have to ultimately, it comes down to, do you trust that person? Do you trust they're, you know, genuine and sincere and they are who they say they are and they have the right motives? Um, you know, and when I was here that month ago, Freddie, you know, he alluded to like men, it's more difficult for men to match men, I think you had mentioned. I had um, asked. You know, it's, yeah, women, it's we're all pretty simple. We all kind of, I mean, we, don't we want commitment? We want you, honey. What's that? There ain't nothing simple by a woman. Okay, here let me let me Ready. simplify it for or you then. A man. We we want we want stability, which means we want a commitment because we're geared for security, Agreed. right? Agreed. So most often that means marriage. Um, if both partners are, it's a race to the back of the line. You're always putting the other one first. Isn't that a win-win? And then, I don't know, I can't speak for anyone else, but I want to wake up in the morning and look him in the eyes and say, you are the sexiest man I'm alive, and I'm so glad your penis belongs to me. I mean, it's that simple. <laughs> it's that it simple. I love it. <laughs> and that's probably just me. Josh, I guess that's they had their ears on. Somebody get a pen. We need a t-shirt that says that. I guess they had their ears on. Your penis belongs to me. So today's word of the day is your penis belongs to me. I'm going to use that line. Oh, my God. I got, I got more, too. That's just the yeah, He's a faith-faith coach. But the object of the game. Well, God created I, sex, so. I, I, can't, I can't get that out you of my head. You just can't beat that one. It's a good thing. I was saying, your penis belongs to me. I'm like, holy smoke. Come out here. Give me some tape. Um, scared you. But the, but, the object, but the object of the game is that you have to be comfortable enough to have that conversation. Yeah. You know, I think that a man has to earn a woman's trust. Always said that. Always, always, always. Because... Guys seem to think that they can walk out the door and not have accountability. Right. Because okay? I've, I've heard that nonsense before, and I've seen it. Or they have two or three, you know, sort of lined up. And I think that comes from insecurity. Like, if they're, they're afraid, too. One's going to fall through. Well, then you've got the two others. Back so, up. you know, and the one that usually falls through is the one they like the most, you know. But, but then, they're not fully in. You've got to be all in. accountability on both sides of the equation. Yes. The guy wants to feel needed. Yes. A woman wants to feel safe. And appreciated. Yes. And, and appreciated. Respected. So, you know, it's funny. When I was married to my second wife, I bought buildings that I had to go fix. And okay. this is nothing as Michelle. I think Michelle is, is a sweetheart. She gave me two boys, and I'm very happy and very proud of that. Yes. Um, and I had buildings, and my kids went with me to the buildings, and Michelle asked me, where are the buildings? And I was married 17 years. In 17 years, you're not going to know where the buildings are? So she wasn't really taking that's an interest. Right. Which is fine. That's yeah. okay. But what I'm saying is if that's the type of relationship you want to have into, then be prepared to talk about it. You but know, did, was she like that when you got married? Or well, it evolved? Probably. You didn't it's know. been a while. It's, it's on me. I blame me 50% of picking what I picked um, and not choosing what I picked. Pick what I picked for different reasons. But at the same time, there has to be this communication. 
And unfortunately, communication doesn't stop today. It's an ongoing. My parents are married 69 years. Oh, congratulations. Love I said it. to my dad, Dad, That's what amazing. Is, I said, Dad, what is the secret to being married to mom for 69 years? He goes, what? <laughs> That's it. Selective hearing. Right? And I said, what do you mean, why? He says, you don't listen to everything she says. <laughs> because she's going to throw stuff at you. And you have to say, okay, then we find a way. Simple. It's really simple if you keep it simple. Yes, dear, this is the response. And happy happy wife, happy life. Have you heard that one? I know we got to go to commercial. But no, no, wait a minute. Do, I, I got to ask Linda about her coaching. I want to ask Linda the major question today. Which is? So a woman says, I want a glass of water. We're going with this water. And you bring thing. a glass of water. And they go... I don't want a glass of water. Who don't does that to you? Who the did movie, you bring? Who did you bring? White Man Can't Jump. The movie when she <laughs> oh, said Freddie. I don't when recall she, that movie. Oh, I mean, I recall the movie vaguely, but you know not what I'm that scene. About? Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Okay. And yes. I'm glad you're here because we're gonna get the man's perspective on all yes. of this next. Right. But remember that part in the movie. I want a glass of water. Well, he's like, that's not what I want. What the hell, man? Well, maybe so, she was just crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, well, she was. No, yeah, she, she was. There's a significance. So your picker's broken. You picked the wrong girl. No, your picker's broken. There's a significance of that line in the movie. It's a famous yeah. line yeah. because men don't understand. Men are from Mars or women, women are from Mars Venus. Mars. And yeah. women don't always understand what women are saying is what they were trying to to give them across. We don't understand what we're saying sometimes. Yes, I know that. <laughs> you can have the same right? conversation going in this like direction. We don't even know what we're feeling sometimes. We're and we'll never admit it. it. We'll never admit it. Never. Never. Yeah. Never. The point of that line was, I don't want you to fix everything. Okay, but right. I, I want you to, to listen. Listen. what I need. There's something yeah. to fix. Yeah. yeah. It's 100% right. There's so many different aspects of that line that it, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, it's... <laughs> You know, and I, I saw that, that movie myself. 30 years ago, and I still remember one line. I know. You still line. talk about that all the time. I do, because line. I thought it was so significant. It was. It really was. And, and I'm actually... watching the movie through the perspective of somebody who's really trying to learn, okay? Uh, it's a different story than watching it as a person who really doesn't care. You know, I need and, to watch it again. The fortunate <laughs> or unfortunate part of me is I always love to find these types of things in movies and in songs. Uh, and, and anything I do, I always try to find the good points. And that was a really significant point. It was. That's because you're Eddie Smiles. <laughs> no, no, Eddie's right. Eddie's right. And I always wanted to ask a matchmaker. You know, you are a very dynamic person. Well, thank you, because Freddie. Because to have a relationship with you, man, woman, or child, whoever it is, it's got to be the most interesting thing in the world. She I've has... made every relationship mistake on the planet. So learn. I say learn from my mistakes or here, take my advice because obviously I'm not using it. <laughs> well, you know what a man is going to think before he even thinks Oh, uh, I don't know about that. Oh, I think so. Because it's like the doctor who smokes, you know, when I'm in it, I don't always make the right choices. Well, it's like the guy that says, Doc, my elbow hurts when I go like this. So he says, stop doing that. <laughs> I can help. I can see it in other people so clearly, but, you know. Sometimes I look through my own rose-colored glasses. Woman over there sizes up the room is all I'm saying. Well, <laughs> Tina said, I mean, Cindy says she needs help mellowing out a little bit, lowering the walls, the balance. Your coaching program helps with that. So you match them and say, well, Cindy, so. let's work with this. If you think we need help with that, is that part of what you offer? It is. I have like a set standard sort of eight-week journey because it's about, it takes about, you know, 30 to 60 days to change a habit type of thing. And it sort of takes you through all the progressions like, I know you're 
widowed, but, um, you know, for example, letting go of the past and um, the forgiveness stuff, uh, maybe um, releasing unhealthy sexual soul ties because some people have been in and out of relationships or divorces and What's things like an that. What's unhealthy that may sexual not soul tie? <laughs> well, I mean, we're, all, we're, we're made up of, of body, soul, and spirit. So our body, we can all see what that is. Our, our soul is our mind, our will, and emotions. And then our spirit is, is that other entity that we can't see. We just kind of know it's there and feel it. So, so I believe, you know, when you have a lot of multiple sexual encounters, um, if you're out there dating, you can create a bond. It, 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 it is what bonds us, ultimately. You know, it's one of the things that bonds couples together. And so sometimes my clients need to break away from that because they still feel very attached to a former ex, whether it's a spouse or a dating relationship. Um, that's just you ask You ask somebody when you're making love to them in a bed, you go, how many people are in this room? How many people are in this bed? <laughs> it's a true thing. Want to go to commercial? Yeah, now we can go to commercial. Yeah. Let's go to commercial. <laughs> so with that. Sounds how many like a people have been in your bed? Just how like that. How many in your bed? Nobody but me. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, remember, your penis belongs to me. To you? That's what she said. You want it? No, she said it. I'm just writing Mordecai, the shirt. I want to do the shirt. You know that insert foot? Look right at him when I said it. <laughs> More to come. We'll I like right that back. line. We'll be right do back. you just want the opportunity to have a TV show or podcast? Now, at Ant Media Productions, you can host your very own visual broadcast anywhere around the world. With our talented group of creators, we will provide you with show elements, board operations, and any on-screen visuals you'd like to showcase. All you must do is log on to your computer and communicate with your viewers. Contact Ant Media Productions at 866-224-5422 or email hello at amp2.tv to start your own show today. For real, take your business, any business, to the next level by joining us at the Global Awaken Trinity Summit. Four days of opportunities and inside info you don't want to miss. As over 35 celebrity speakers will be live in person to teach you exactly how to make your business take off, grow, and thrive. From marketing tool secrets to the best ways to build relationships, partnerships, and make true connections. Founder Kessa Gooden is putting on this once-in-a-lifetime event, the Global Awaken Trinity Summit VIP Gala and Yacht Mastermind, February 29th through March 3rd, 2024 in Miami, Florida. Registration starts at 9 sharp each day. Bring your business partner, your team, your friends, anyone and everyone who wants real success. For tickets, call 404-992-3971. Tickets will not last, so call now. 404-992-3971. Or visit us online at globalawakenedevents.com. And we will see you there. Born in Marseille, France, Max Lazega creates whimsical and free-flowing interpretive art. His 40 years in the construction industry created the foundation for his craft. His unique work displays his view of the future with bold and playful combinations of materials and processes, but the methodology remains consistent. He fuses recycled materials and discarded building supplies into a fresh, well-executed approach. Lazega has lived in Miami, Florida most of his life, where he pursues his lifelong passion of creating industrial art. For more information, contact Max Lazega at artworkstudios.org or 786-326-8873. 
everybody wants cheap airfare. But where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call now. So the Bello Balloons is a business that was born out of a passion for creating unique and beautiful balloon designs, including balloon bouquets, balloon arches, balloon columns, and more. We specialize in creating unique and beautiful balloon designs that bring your dreams into reality. We believe that balloons have the power to bring people together and create lasting memories, and we are honored to be part of that experience. Contact us and we will bring happiness to your celebrations with our balloons. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. Well, Freddie's serving coffee. I Christmas without you I'll be so blue just thinking about you decorations of red on a green Christmas tree Shines of red on a green 
I feel like we could have, they said we could have this conversation for 10 hours because the conversation just continues. Because since, since you so eloquently brought up sex, Linda, was that eloquent? It changes what you wanted in your 20s and 30s or what you thought you needed and wanted. And then you've got loss and then you've got hormones and then there's jobs and empowerment and then you're trying to balance it. And then what you really want in the bedroom for men and women, not just for women. But everyone, their bodies change and what it's, it's like to get well, back to lead, that. You figure. don't lead in the bedroom, you lead in a relationship. Yeah, but when you were 25, you, you led in, in the, the bedroom. bedroom. See, at least we come to agreement on that. I do, I do have 21 <laughs> compatibility indicators, and I think question four has to do with your level of affection. So in other words... Affection or affection? Affection. Affection. <laughs> I think she said because well, chemistry chemistry is more important to some people than others and I always say I would not and I score you on a one to five I wouldn't want to match a prude with a nymphomaniac they're probably not going to get along so you know and it's okay whatever your level is there's no right or wrong level but you want to maybe be closer to the same right up your level yeah. all right so I have to ask the prude wins a prudomaniac how many remember it used to be like the three date rule before you actually were intimate mm, that's a good question what's it like now it used to be how long do we date before we have sex, yeah. right? right? But in today's era, it's different. It's how long Look, should we be having up. sex before we call this a relationship? <laughs> you know. Well, I so think they're also backwards. I think oh, it's, it's also like, are there going to be pancakes after? That could ma that could make a difference as well. Pancakes after breakfast. Yeah, there going to be pancakes involved after that. I don't know. It's going to be like morning sex or evening sex. I don't get pancakes at night <laughs> for dinner. So it's not the three days before sex. It's how many times do we have sex before we're actually in a committed relationship? Wait a minute. And who, it seems to who be that way. Who, who some dictates people. whether or not the move is going to happen? Is it he or she? Who's the taste this? Who says, because when she starts flapping her eyes, it can mean I guess <laughs> my contact lens is loose or something. Whoever gets there first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. Thank you very much. Linda, I'll go through this whole coaching. What is it? Um, I, I coach my clients based on their personality. You know, um, my, 
I do faith-based coaching, and so I go by the golden rule of... Yeah, but you told me God created sex. Wait a minute, wait a minute, God did create sex, but he also, I believe he created it in the context of a committed relationship, and in my eyes, that is marriage. So okay. I, I, I advise my clients, please, you know... No sex. Be in a committed relationship before you no engage in, in intimacy. I prefer their... In a, in a perfect world, you... The first time is your wedding night. It's not a perfect world. It's not realistic when you're 50 and older, usually, because you already you haven't. It's not like you're losing your virginity for the first time. Um, and so, it's yeah. not. It's Who not says, that you should. I might be losing my virginity. I don't judge. I, I I do match <laughs> based on that, that and I, I you know you'd be surprised how many men say how many you know like faith-based men, <laughs> Christian men faces? say they would be willing to wait. They don't want to, but they'd be willing to wait. And if the girl really wanted to wait, really, yeah, Absolutely. I'm, I'm amazed. Really, if it was the right oh, girl, because they kind of don't you respect that a little bit yeah. that she's not just out throwing it out there to anyone, and she really values it, and that, and that, you know, communication. But what about if the chemistry baby? is hot and heavy? Well, you know, it depends on how much alcohol is involved. I don't know. Completely lose control. This coming from the woman that just did the quote of the day, <laughs> <laughs> and they all yeah. love. Although it sounds a whole lot better from her than you. It does. I think yeah, yeah, you should not be saying that quote unless you want that quote. I'm going to, they're drawing it up in the t-shirt right now. I'm going to put it out. <laughs> so, 1999, you too can have that shirt. But I want to talk to Eddie while he's there also. We met Eddie, it's got to be six years ago. Six years. He yeah. was just coming up time. with his book from Florida to New York and you started with $200. Yeah. And you started on this journey this and he walked backwards. Instead of New York to Florida, he made this trek with more, no more than $200, and you came back with, with the money. same $200. I cannot imagine the story. No, no, I'm he came curious. back with money. Yes, I did. I came back with $200. I started with $200, ended with $200, never knew where I was going to eat, where I was going to sleep, or what I was going to do. You just walked on the beach and kept I going. Just, all I wanted to do was spread smiles, happiness, and joy. We've got to introduce him to Kenny Love. Okay. That, that's, you know, Maybe you take Kenny and walk to New York again. There you go. Would you we do that again? We Canada. Would you walk to... Just hold your mic closer. Hold your mic closer. Would I would love to, to be able to walk there again, but at the moment I have a little thing that's delaying me from walking long distances. So. But you've been blessed, and I say by God, whatever people believe in, because you've overcome a lot of medical illnesses, and they've told you, you're not going to overcome this one, and you overcome it. And yes. they tell you again, you've got stage four, you're not going to overcome it and you're here. Right. Do you feel there's a reason that God has granted you such a beautiful, I want to say beautiful life because you're still here with us. Yes. Oh, what is you, a beautiful life? What's the message? It's, what do you think your calling is? Well, I believe that my calling is spreading as much love, happiness, and joy as I can while I'm alive. And to do it in a way that there's no obligation for anybody. Wow. So I'm giving it from my heart. And I want to make sure that people receive it from their heart. It's not about a financial thing. You know, listen, I, I've got to be honest with you. This is not something that I make a lot of money on, okay? And, and I don't ask anybody for anything. Yeah, these are beautiful. I just go and I do it. And can you mind if I share the reason why? No, thanks. Okay, the reason why I started this was because in 2006, my oldest daughter was in Korea with her husband. And she ended up getting into a moped accident. Um, 45 days later, she passed away. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And I fell into a depression. 
And four months after she passed away, I had a cerebral hemorrhage. I had three veins that burst in the back of my brain, filled my brain with blood. Um, and you know, they told my ex-wife, call the family, he's dead tonight. I couldn't have two deaths in four months in my family. No way that that was gonna happen. But I had no brain at the same time. It took me six months to learn how to walk, six months to learn how to talk. I had to sleep on a lazy boy because I had the worst headache of my life for four months. And it was nine years to rebuild my brain. I'm still looking for it, though, by the way. If you see it, <laughs> let me know, please. Okay? <laughs> I've been looking for this thing desperately. You and Scarecrow. <laughs> me and the Scarecrow. <laughs> well, we joined, we joined hands one time and went walking across the states. I think there's uh, way closer to your mic. You make oh, sorry about that. But anyway, um, seriously, the thing that, that has come into my heart is that people right now, more than ever, is they need other people to care, okay? And we need to care for other people. You know, they say love is, you know, many splendid things. Well, you know, it's actually true. Probably about six or eight times I've been told that I was gonna die. End of 2017, you're gonna die. Yesterday, I found out that the, I have stage four colon cancer, or let's just say crazy cells that are running around in my body. They metastasize into my lung, okay? And then now they're starting to press against my throat. So pretty soon you're not gonna be able to hear me anymore. I'm kidding, but anyway. Um, and when my doctor told me that, I said, thanks doc, I better hurry up with my message. Wow. So it's not that I think I'm going to die. <sighs> I don't know. But to be honest with you, as long as a message is left behind, I've done my job. And I'm doing the best that I can to share with everybody. Go talk to your neighbors. You have people that, that, you know, that you've had fights with and, and, and you hate and they hate you and all that stuff. Get over it. Come on. Live your life. Let them live theirs. It's not good to hold on to. It only hurts you. I'm, I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent. I no, just... and as you're telling your story, we we're very spiritual in this studio and believe we read the messages. And literally, as you're saying this, I'm reading the message that says your attitude determines your direction. As yeah. you are saying what you have to say, you guys don't even see what we've got over here. And so I'm showing you, it's the signs that we read here every day and that you're still here with us because we've known you a long time. Yeah, yeah, and you know me, I just, I don't give up. I've got an attitude. Never give up, never surrender. And if somebody tells you something, bring it into your heart, not your brain. Bring it into your heart, feel it. See what it's really about. And then that's when you make your decisions. Because guess what? If we listen to what everybody else says, we absolutely go nowhere. And you, I believe that you want to go somewhere. You want to make a difference. You want to be real with people. Don't lie. It's one of the things that I say in my book. It's my book right here, okay? I spent 277 days on the road with $200 in my pocket. Where am I gonna eat? Where am I gonna sleep? What am I gonna do? I have no idea. But guess what? It was all provided. Yeah, you did it. I did it. And that tells me I mean, you're very adventurous, so you need oh, someone I mean, who's also adventurous. 
Yes, and, and that would be awesome if I could find somebody that was, you know, hey, maybe I not quite that me. extreme, but you know, yeah. if I, you're in New York and you want to walk down here to meet Eddie, just let us know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm telling He's you. He's ready to go to Canada. And, and guess what? I hope that one day I will be able to do that. Oh, I love that. Because, you know, the mind can do a lot of different things. The heart can do so much more. Mm. I have it in my heart which tells my mind that I'm going to live. Otherwise, the first time they told me, 2006, Eddie, you're going to die by the end of the year. You're going to be dead. Or actually, no, that was the time that they said, oh, call the family. He's dead tonight. Mm. That's what they told my wife when I had my hemorrhage. Call the family. He's dead tonight. So what do you think saved you from that first moment? <laughs> Love, caring, kindness understanding seeing my daughter smile that's what really saved me is that i kept i kept saying to myself i know that there's something good here because you don't have this kind of tragedy without having good with it it's like your Being mindset you had the right yes. mindset where you refuse to believe the negative and so when right. your mind tells your brain which is the physical part of us mm -hmm. what's going to happen you're going to be healthy you're going to be happy yeah it almost like it manifests itself in us you know it, it does i mean i made the decision that okay you know what my daughter's not here but i can keep her alive within me within other people by collecting 10 million smiles in my lifetime in her honor and so i did i started going out here i am i'm depressed and I'm running around town just smiling and waving and saying, hey, everybody, how you doing? And, you know, it was like, I was like a madman about happiness, about joy, about love, about caring. Now, did I believe it at the time? Not necessarily. But you know what? I faked it till I made it. People say, don't fake it till you make it. Why not? If that gets you there, why don't you do it? It's just one of those things where... You know, you don't have to see something. You have to feel it. You have to understand it. You have to love it. You have to believe in it, and you just keep going. Don't let anything ever stop you. And when you stop, the only reason that you're stopping is because of yourself. Go into your heart. You will not stop. Go into your mind. Mm, not such a good idea sometimes. Don't overthink it. You know, um, life will always give you the opportunity to test who you are. Yeah. So when you ask for patience, life is going to come at you when there's nothing but lack of patience. Yeah. When, you, yes. ask, yeah, when you ask for love, man, I'm going to tell you, losing a loved one is going to test your mettle. Sure. It's going to test you like you ain't never mm -hmm. been tested yep. before. And, you know, the one thing, and I, and I talked to Kenny Love about every day you have a minute you have a second in minute, 60 in an hour. Enjoy life. Enjoy it. You know, like when you come to work, I love serving the coffee. I love to see people smile. He does. I love, I li you know it. I live for this because I see the smiles that come through the door. And I don't want you to leave here unless you're feeling better about yourself and everything yeah. around you. And this man taught me that lesson six years ago. Because, yep. you know, Sometimes life will throw challenges at you. Outside that door, it's just waiting. And it's going to test you. Yeah. And it's going to test you again. And just when you think you got over, it's going to test you <coughs> again. 
So love life. <coughs> Enjoy life. Be good to yourself. You know why? Because you deserve it. Yes, you do. You deserve uh, it. Amen. Yeah, and, and I got to tell you something. In my kitchen, uh, there's a sign, and it says, this kitchen is for dancing. <laughs> and, I love that. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's one of those things, and, and it's true. And, and I'm going to do something that I probably should not do. <laughs> okay. What are you going to do? Gonna dance? Um, uh -oh. yeah. What are you going to do? Oh, okay. That's okay. This is what I do in the mornings. <laughs> you gotta meet Kenny. That's the tone Kenny, if you're watching, call this man. I gotta, you gotta meet this guy. I gotta tell you something. I got that. He's awesome. I got the T-shirt, and this guy dancing. Life is grand today. See that? You got everyone happy, making I everyone coffee, doing know. your yeah. things. Yeah. And I gave Best you my T-shirt about five years ago. I remember that. Do you know that if I, I didn't even remember he was coming today, I would have worn. I can wear it again. Yeah. I can wear his t-shirt again. There and Eddie, go. these are amazing, these yes. coins that you gave us all. This is Love spectacular. 10 million smiles, the smile challenge. Your smile is amazing. Thank you for sharing. You're going to give these out before we close up? Our hope hearts? Yes. Uh, let me get somebody out Nikki's here. over there. We can have Nikki pass them out. Nikki, come here, honey. So I so, love your coins, and because I love you. your coins so much, and a very good friend of ours, Long process. These are our hope hearts. So we always say the heart, let everyone pick one. We say the heart chooses you. So whatever you pick is the one you're supposed to have. That's awesome. Did you see that Tracy posted the one she got from us six years ago? Yes. Wow. Was that amazing? Beautiful. And we had started yeah. these much like these to pay it forward and to share. And what we've learned is oh. nobody wants to pay mine. it forward. They keep them. But we always say if you pay it forward, come back and get another one. Because that's, that's all part of what we get to do. Yeah. Yes, that's yes, true. Is this, is this Evelyn? See if the yes. kids want one. Evelyn the heart painer. Evelyn the heart I painer. I love her. She is such an amazing lady. What is your saying? Um, actually, Evelyn was there when I started my walk. Really? Yes. Yeah, she's such a beautiful lady. And I have hearts out in my van that I pass out for Evelyn. Amazing. Yeah, What's your yeah. say? Uh, mine says the Brooklyn Cafe Show. The Six other one, side. One. The other side. Oh, me. Okay. Sorry. All is well. And at the end, there is. See that? All is well. That's yeah, good. that's a good message. That's a good message. <laughs> How about you, Linda? Mine says, I am powerful. I love it. Yes, Tina? you are. Mine actually that. says something I told my kids a lot after their dad passed away. It will be okay. Aww. I said that's that a lot to them. That's so the fact beautiful. that I grabbed that is pretty special to yeah. me. Yes. Very special. Cindy? <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Are you serious? No, no it doesn't. Okay, oh, that's well, the same hey, thing. That's close enough. Wow, you're right. It that's does hilarious. She needs to be. She needs to be delicate. Delicate with her delicates. <laughs> yeah. And for all these years, I think I don't even know. You got six, six one one or six. I think we're up to eight hundred hearts that we've given out over oh, the really? years. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I got 611. And we used to have a place on our website to register it to see when you would put it in. You'd register the number and the next person would, but we realized nobody, nobody, was, giving nobody them was giving them away. But we still yeah. number it. Every time I order another 200, Evelyn says, do you know what number we're up to now? But, yeah, yeah. they're exactly from Evelyn. And that, that's with my, uh, so me think my of coin. It. It's got numbers in the middle between the rhythm. Wow. But when they that. were supposed to register them on our website. And then, you know, get somebody else to register it under their name. Nobody's going to give this away. They don't. No. They say, Eddie, I love this too much. I'm not going to give it. I'm taking it to the jeweler, put you a loop on it, put a chain on it. There you go. That, this that is like a beautiful. badge of honor right here. You know? 
Yep. This is beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keeps you remembering what's going on. Eddie, can people still buy your book? Yes. Amazon? Yeah, they can go to Amazon or they can go to my website, uh, www.themobilehappinesscenter.com. Um, and the way I got the title of that website is I can't walk from, you know, anywhere to anywhere anymore, but I can drive. So I mm -hmm. took my van and I wrapped it in all happiness sayings. Mm -hmm. I and saw I your van. Is it outside? Yeah. Yeah. It's, an outsi it's outside. We've got to take film. pictures. Yep. Um, and take a selfie. So you can, you know, I, I take my van everywhere I go. I'm spreading smiles, spreading oh, happiness. I love that. I love and that. then I stop in different places and I speak. You know, whether I get paid or I don't get paid, it doesn't matter. What matters is that I get to get a message of love, caring, happiness, and kindness across the country and across the world. And that's, that's really important to me because, you know what, right now, I can't emphasize this enough, we all need it. Yeah. Whether sure somebody do. says they're tough and I don't need anything, well... They're the ones who need the most. I think your yeah. message has gotten even stronger since the last time we saw you. Thank it's, you. It's sure has grown in need. Right? Between COVID and everything else that's happening, it's yeah. grown in need. You see the war in Ukraine. I mean, this yeah. is just so out of hand, yeah. what's going on yeah. around us as people. Yeah. Um, there's not enough Eddie to go around. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm Thank so you. glad that I got to Thank see you, you again. Yeah, me it's too. It's beautiful that you me gave too. us a call. Very honored to be on the show, and I'm glad... I glad I brought my napkin just in case it's sort of hacking, but I didn't, so that's a, ooh, it's a win. nice win, you know. And Linda, what is your website? It's prestigematchmakingpros.com. Give Linda a call and remember, if you know the phrase that pays, <laughs> win a trip to the Bahamas. How's that? <laughs> I would give you a trip to the Bahamas if you call in tomorrow, whatever. <clears throat> You give the phrase that pays, and if you don't know what the phrase is, you better look it up. I will give you a trip to the Bahamas. It's going to be <laughs> Airbnb and Bimini. Nice. Spicy morning show is all I can tell you. I think the phrase that pays should be, you may be single, but you're not alone. And if you oh, win no, this prize, no you may want to bring... Is here. No, <laughs> like not as much fun there. as the other one. No, it's the other one. That's not real fun on a T-shirt. <laughs> Just saying, Linda. If you win, you might want to bring a partner to the... Uh, to the Bahamas. Oh, it'll, it'll take two. Well, we need to talk. We could do something. Okay. We'll talk Praise about Praise the pace. And ladies, out. thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. So nice. And thank you, Don. Thank you, Freddie. Your resources and everything that you have done and where you've come from and where you're going. We all just need more of you. Thank you. And please share our phone number. You know, with the callers, Cindy, yeah. I was happy to. I don't know what, what number you want to We're always to happy to, you know, give advice and be a support person and, you know, I think someone just said it. You're not alone. You're not alone at all. Is there an email or a contact that you want to, that we have? Tina's phone, Tina's phone number. Yeah, I think it's my phone number that's on the screen. All right, so we'll put Tina's phone number up. Well, we're absolutely, you know, open and here to talk to anyone who wants to talk about anything they're going through. Absolutely. And we're we're a hell of a good time too. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> Even if you don't want to talk about that and you just want to laugh, we're your gals. There you go. Listen, I applaud your courageousness for, your, for Thank you, coming Freddie. out and, and saying how you feel Thank and everything you. else. And um, you're right. You're not alone. You're in, the, you're in the house of cafe now, so you're never in here alone. I mean, this gentleman has been with us forever. Uh, Kenny Love had a little boo-boo, and I hope you're feeling better as well. Yeah. I see that he's watching. Oh, good. Uh, Sending lots of love to you, man. 
Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank, thank you. For you. Having thank you. And thank you for thing, having. Of course, the matchmaker of the future. All the way in from Naples. Amazing. I gotta tell you. And, and you know, sometimes you gotta measure success by the ability to do. And this lady, I'm a believer. Oh, thank done, you. We've done these Happy shows in the here. past, but I'm a believer. Nobody comes out this far unless they, they mean business, so. Yeah. Let's check it out. All right, let's wrap this up. Thank you again for joining us. Spread some love, spread some smiles, and we will see you tomorrow. 9 a.m. drive time to our crew. Thank you for all that you do. And we got Sarah Spiritual tonight. Yes, she's and JC is going to be in the house tomorrow. Don't miss tomorrow's show. We have JC in the house. She's going to be singing. We're going to be celebrating JC's party we did a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Uh, have some fun. So, like always, don't be late. Bye-bye. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show's over, the Broken Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the last from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring you more good cheer next time. You can follow the Broken Cafe on Facebook at the Broken Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. We'll see you next time.